Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for this opportunity to worship you together. We thank you, Lord, that you have drawn us here, Lord, that you have woken us from our beds and brought us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And help us to do so today. Plant your word in our hearts and upon our lips, Lord, that we might faithfully proclaim it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning! So good to see you all today. Well, I have a cell phone, and like many of you, this thing is pretty useful, right? Because on this cell phone, I keep my calendar, and when I update my calendar, it updates my wife's calendar. And more importantly, when she updates hers, it updates mine, so uh, I don't miss things that I'm supposed to have written down in my calendar, because she's already written them in hers, which is very helpful. I can email on here, I can watch movies, I can see how my friends are doing around the world, I can navigate to an unfamiliar place, I can even use this thing to navigate in the backcountry without even even cell phone coverage. It's amazing, right, what you can do on this. I can even make phone calls on this. Isn't that amazing? It's hard. The phone call part is difficult. The rest of it's a lot easier. Now, one of the neatest features about this phone that I didn't know when I got it is that it can be monitored almost at all times by our government. Right? Isn't that neat? I had no idea when I bought it, right? They can read my emails. They can listen to my cell phone conversations. They can even know where I am, even if the phone is turned off. Isn't that great? To have that kind of support and know that you're that safe in this world. That if you were to get lost or to have a typo in your email, they could fix it right for you. Right? I love that. You know, but there might be a downside to that. Right? It's hard to imagine. Um, But occasionally in in our world, we see, uh, or you might hear a story of a government doing something inappropriate. I know it's hard to imagine. Right? But there might just be somebody who gets a hold of my information who's not nice about it, right? So there's that little worry in the midst of here that, that, well, the NSA knows almost everything about me. Um, I might not like that they know that, right? There's that little worry, that niggling feeling in the back of my mind, like, maybe that's not good. In our psalm for today, we have King David, you know, David of Goliath-killing fame. And his account of how God has watched over him and how wonderful it is to be watched over by God. Very different than the NSA feeling, right? David begins by saying, Lord, you have searched me out and known me. David knew that God could see everything in him, and yet he was unafraid of this reality. The reason that David was not scared that God saw everything he'd ever done was that David understood that God loved him. And to David, that love made all the difference in the world. David knew that that when the Lord loved him, everything that God saw in him would be colored by love. Every way that God worked in David and around David would be to make him into the person that God had called him to be. And the remarkable thing was that this care and concern for David didn't only involve the large things in his life. It wasn't just like coronation day to be the king. It wasn't just slaying Goliath and freeing the Israelites. It wasn't just having children or getting married. Those, it wasn't just the big things in life. Rather, David says, You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. 
You trace my journeys and my resting places, and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it all together. God knew more about David than he even knew about himself. He knew the words before they were on his lips. This is remarkable, isn't it? Right? That the author of life, the creator of the universe, the one who sustains all things and maintains all things, he knows his creation so well that he understands more about our lives than we do. When I walk from the living room to the kitchen, I often forget what I'm doing. Right? And I get in the kitchen and I wonder, was I supposed to keep going? Or was this the end of my destination? Right? God knew that already. He knew what I was supposed to be going for. He didn't forget it. And yet, do you think he has anything else on his mind? Because while he's thinking of me going from the kitchen to the kitchen, he's watching all of you too. And not only us, but all the creatures of this world. Everything out there, he is watching over it all and knows exactly what is going on and what will happen in its life. And so because of this, David knows that he can't get away from God. And when God comes into contact with David, no matter where he has found himself, no matter where David has wandered off to, David knows that God will lead him by the hand and hold him. Lead him by the hand and hold him. God will treat David like a son, like his child. He will care for him. He will guide him to the place he needs to go. And he will hold him and comfort him. This is a beautiful image of God's protection and provision for his people. Now David in this psalm admits that he can't understand God, like the vastness of God. He says, your thoughts are just, I can't even number your thoughts. There is just too much going on there. And really when you think about it, if he knows everything that's happening in everyone else's lives, uh, there's just no way that we could comprehend such a vast amount of knowledge and information. I mean, think about it. What's one of our biggest challenges today in the tech world? Storage of information, right? We're collecting all this data on all these people. What do we do with it? And yet God has already got this sorted out for himself. He knows how it all works. And he's not having to run like, like processors down in the earth to keep them cool enough, right? He's got it all figured out. He's got it all figured out and under control. In the midst of this, David realizes that he really needs God's help in one particular area of his life. He needs God's help in hunting for sin inside his own heart. Now, I guess David's a better guy than I, because it wouldn't take me too long to search for sin in myself. I kind of point a direction and I find it. Right? I don't know about you, but it's, this is not hard. It's like fish in a barrel. You know, they're just right there. Um, you know, but the reality is, is that there are sins inside of ourselves that are too difficult for us to identify. Right? We all have those ones on the surface, the easy picking sins. You know, which is like, oh, I was mean to this person. I really felt judgmental here. I was, you know, selfish. Whatever happens to be. Those are the easy ones, right? Because you can see them. They're pretty apparent. But there's ones like squirreled away down inside of us that are much harder to ferret out. 
Ooh, I put two animals in that sentence. That was pretty impressive, right? Squirrel and ferret. That was off the top of my head. I'm impressed right there. Okay, so, like, we know there's things down in there that we don't, we're not even aware of them. They're just there. And so David knew this, too. And so he said, search me out, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my restless thoughts. Look well whether there be any wickedness in me, and lead me in the way that is everlasting. David knew that God was the only one who really knew the human heart. And since David was serious about pursuing God, he asked the Lord to root out any evil that he found inside of him. Because, you know, it's too easy to harbor evil. It's too easy to become desensitized to it, to build a cyst around it and to accept it as just the way things are, just who we are. And we need God to get us out of this place, to identify that brokenness and to perform surgery on it. David, in this psalm, revealed both the power and the concern of God. God loves and cares for David, and he wanted to see him whole. We serve the same God who sees our hearts as well, who in other verses of this psalm is the one who knew us before or when we were being formed in our mother's womb, who knew the days of our lives before we were born. This God loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. Indeed, God wanted to be in relationship with us so badly that he took our flesh upon himself. Jesus Christ literally walked in our shoes and took our sins upon himself on the cross. This God, who knows us better than we know ourselves, died for us. Died for us broken and breaking people. And God sees us. And unlike our government... He will never use his ability to see and or he will never abuse his ability to see into the deepest parts of our heart. In his love, he speaks words of comfort to the painful places, healing to the hurt, and hope to the lost. And he bids us to follow him in the way that is everlasting. May we respond to God's invitation. May we in turn invite him into our hearts. May we allow him to see those places in us where sin lies. And may we allow him to do his wonderful, beautiful, and at times painful surgery inside of us. That we might serve him faithfully, joyously, and graciously. And proclaim his good news in this world. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you are the one who sees our hearts. Lord, so often we are blind to our own heart, blind to our emotions, Lord, and blind to what motivates us. Lord, look inside of us. We pray that you would identify the sin inside of us and that you would heal it, that you would break open those walls that we have formed around areas in our hearts, Lord, and that you would allow your light to shine therein and to expel all darkness. Set us free, Lord, so we can serve you. Set us free so we can rejoice in you. 
and set us free so that we can share your hope with others, that they might know what it is to be fully known by you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.